and welcome to this week's episode of the Making It in Asheville podcast. This podcast is your go-to destination for stories of Asheville-based entrepreneurs, small business owners, community leaders, uh, makers of all sorts. On this podcast, we sit down, ask them what they're making and how they are making it in Asheville so you can learn and you can, uh, I guess, see around the bend and uh, grow together. We are uh, working hard to build a community of creators, makers, and uh, folks here in Asheville that are just trying to, you know, make a business and enjoy the mountains and uh, grow a, a community. And so today we have two really awesome guests, uh, Tarleton and Seth, the founders, creators, makers of Garden Party, one of the most beautiful little spots on Haywood Street, West Asheville. Can we, uh, uh, I'll pass it to you both, whoever would like to go first. I'm seeing Tarleton. Uh, maybe Tarleton, introduce yourself and say hello, and uh, we'll, we'll get a sense of what is happening at Garden Party today. Awesome. Hi, I'm Tarleton. I'm the co-founder and creative director of Garden Party. Um, we opened the business, Seth and I, together in August of 2018. And I am uh, Seth Connolly. I am uh, Tarleton's business partner and life partner. And uh, we, I handle more of the operations and finance strategy side. Um, and uh, yeah, we're really excited to be here. So thanks for having us. Tony. It is so exciting to have you. We, um, it's my, my wife, Sarah and I are, uh, we are partners in life and in business as well. And so it's always fun to have uh, a, a tandem guest set up. I think that there are uh, so many stories and so many ways that we can have a conversation about growing a business. Talk about having a business partner. It's like you spend more time with a business partner than a life partner oftentimes. And how complicated things can be when uh, that business partner is also a life partner. How beautiful it can be when that person's also your, your life partner. So um, perhaps we start by talking a little bit about Garden Party today. Um, af after you know a wild 2020 and and a, a early in a business, uh, I can only imagine how that's affected you. But like, what's happening now uh, in your world today? What are you thinking about? And then we'll run back to the beginning uh, of the business and how it started. Darlton, you want me to take it away? Yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah. So um, we are currently open. Um, we have two. You know, we have our retail store and then our website. The website, we always had a website starting a business, of course, but we didn't really, we weren't really selling a lot through there. It was more just, you know, staking our claim on the internet. And then when COVID happened, um, we really leaned into that. Um, so our physical retail space is at 315 Haywood Road in the Beecham's West development, which is um, sort of near Owl Bakery and Archetype, uh, Gonshan West. Um, if you're familiar with that area and it's so, a really sort of up and coming it's beautiful some people call it east west east west yes. yeah so east west Asheville for someone who hasn't necessarily uh, the the local vernacular um and um that this is our second location we relocated during covid at the height of it uh in 2018 shut down in march and reopened in june and um since we've reopened our business has changed a lot just in terms of it's grown and the momentum's on our side. Our new retail location is, 
is truly a flagship location. And mm. it's something that we're super proud of. And I think that put us in a place where we're really focused on growth. We're really excited. We're in a, uh, we're starting a season of uh, capital raising oh, wow. and expansion and, um, it, it's an exciting time. <laughs> it, I mean, it uh, is. And so, so uh, if you were to discuss the, the types of products that you have in your retail store and online store, uh, shopgardenparty.com, I'm looking at it right now. Beautiful website, beautiful retail location. What are you, what are you selling primarily? Um, our focus is on cannabis and cannabis adjacent products. So for us being in a state where, um, THC is still very much illegal. Um, we focus on selling CBD products. Mm -hmm. So, um, that ranges from anything with edibles, smokables, tinctures. Um, and in addition to that, we also sell smokeware and accessories for smoking. Um, and then, you know, the, the third aspect to what we sell is I think products that you would enjoy when you're partaking in a smoke session. So things like candles and incense, um, really beautiful coffee table books, things that can inspire and enhance your, your whole vibe. I, yeah, I, we call it a lifestyle boutique. That wasn't when we opened in 2018, people ask, well, what is that? People still ask that. What is a lifestyle boutique? And we say, well, I guess it sort of depends on your lifestyle, but we're really trying to you know, what, what we're doing is, is creating a, a vibe and an, a, an experience that makes people feel comfortable in a, you know, something that they're curious about, but maybe is taboo. So normalizing and elevating cannabis experience. And I love that. I think that you're, you're probably right in the assumption that it might be in some circles taboo or unsure. And in, in just in looking at the space and in being in the space and uh, it elevated is the right word for it, it seems, right? You've created uh, both a beautiful physical experience and, and website. Are, are the, any of these products, uh, are, do you create any of these products? Are they, uh, you know, other I'm brands that were, where you're, uh, you're like a wholesale retailer? Yeah, we, well, we started out um, in the beginning as just that um, standard wholesale and retail experience. But um, actually, as part of our expansion this past year, we did release a few of our own in-house products. And part of when Seth talks about our growth and expansion, that includes um, diving in even deeper into our product offerings. Um, but so far, we have... Um, some really great garden party merch. We have mm. a really cute tote and t-shirt that were designed by um, local artist Wyatt Grant. Um, and then we actually released a line of CBD hemp flower. We call that garden party blooms. Um, and that's just jarred hemp flower. Um, so we started out with those and we're kind of diving in a little deeper into that whole side of, of the equation. And uh, also garden party rolling papers. So we oh, that yeah. sort of ties into the trademarking and we have uh, a number of filings um, that are um, in the works with the trademark office, sort of a process. Um, but that's part of it too, is, is, is bringing products to market. So All we right. started off retail, but really realizing that our growth will be predicated on better profit margins and expansion and brand equity and market capture. So little by little, we're bootstrapping our way to more of those being garden party branded products. Sure. And I look forward to um, hitting a thesaurus and walking through each one of those uh, concepts because I think it's, it's, it's huge when looking at uh, retail and fit the, the 
e-commerce and commerce in general of physical goods, it, it, you sort of have to get smart on numbers. You kind of have to get smart mm-hmm. on margins. And I think, you know, sales is something that I, I love and I'm, I'm always excited by. And some people find sales to be a little icky, but like love beautiful products and love design. And, you know, sales is a thing that happens after the fact. But knowing that you're losing money or barely making money when you sell a beautiful thing is important if you're trying to grow a business and reach more people and do more good. Um, so I do want to I want to dive into some of those terms and I, I look forward to it when I um, before we do, though, when when thinking about uh, retail and the initial ideas of for what garden party is and could have been. Um, this is, you said 2018, right? Mm-hmm. And so was it e-commerce focused? Was it, uh, you found a space and you're like, let's fill it with cannabis. Were you, uh, were you, let's go for a moment. Let's go back and think about, oh. uh, what, what things fell into place to make this come to be. Uh, part of me assumes that, something meaningful might have happened in 2017 or 2018 in North Carolina uh, around uh, cannabis or uh, CBD or something like it. And you said, let's go. Like now's the time we got to move because it's just a matter of time until the rest of the the country or the state catches up to the country. And I don't know where we are compared to other states. So this could be educational, but what made 2018 the year to start and what were the initial thoughts? Um, it was very situational to having met Seth. I met Seth in 2017. Um, uh, met on Tinder, my one and only Tinder date. <laughs> one and done. That's yeah. heroic. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we, but when I met Seth, he was working for a hemp company in town and he would bring me some of their product offerings for me to try out. And at the time I had just ended um, a, 10 year marriage with someone else and unexpectedly and was also in a new career. And those two things kind of um, left me feeling super anxious and uh, just dealing with a lot of, you know, anxiety and trauma around those recent life changes. Um, And when I met Seth, it was sort of like this breath of fresh air you know, it's like um, the image of a door opening and a light shining and there's the sky with CBD. Um, that's a <laughs> beautiful, sort of that's like a, that. well, yeah, what, what a time. Like that. Exciting, yeah. okay. I mean, that's how I like to think of it. But, I, you know, he was um, generous in like bringing me sweet little treats. And like the first product I tried that was CBD related was um, a CBD roll-on. So it's got other essential oils in it along mm-hmm. with CBD and you apply it to pressure points and it just kind of gives you this nice calming feeling. And so I really vibed with that product because especially like being in an office environment, you can't just, you know, leave and go smoke and then come back, you know. So it was sort of this nice um, five minutes to myself to sort of um, get back on the level that I needed to be to continue my day. Um, but the thing that I didn't necessarily vibe with was um how the product was designed and mm-hmm. also the fact that a lot of CBD products are purchased in traditional head shops. And as a woman in her thirties, I just, that's just not my vibe anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I wanted to have the experience of using these products, introducing cannabis into my wellness routine, and also having it be an elevated experience, you know, thinking about things like design and aesthetics. So um, Seth and I started playing around with the idea. It was originally just a Pinterest board. Mm-hmm. Um, all, I was all the best we, things start on Pinterest. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, 2018 came along. Um, I unexpectedly quit my job, um, which was a blessing in disguise. But at mm-hmm. the time, I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, in a lot of ways, I had already, quote, made it in Asheville in what I could, you know, I consider that my previous life. Like I had already had like a pretty good career, bought a house, you know, was doing all that. And so there's just this really big life shift that happened for me. And with that came this attitude, pardon my French, of just fuck it, I'm going to go for it. Um, I'd been in retail in some form or another for a very long time. And the last piece of it was actually owning my own store. Um, So that was sort of the idea as well as just offering this you know, elevated retail experience. And so when I quit my job, I signed up for a Mountain BizWorks class. I hear you guys might be familiar. Yeah, it's like one of the most talked about things on the podcast yeah. is, is like the foundations course from Mountain BizWorks. Is that what you took? Totally. Yeah, I took yeah. the foundations class and Seth was already at this time still working with the hemp business and, you know, gaining a lot of expertise in that way. But I really lacked certain you know, skills, like even just writing out a business plan, Mm -hmm. that was one of the helpful things of taking that class for me. Um, And we were able to get a small loan through them. And then that August, we actually opened our doors. Um, So So yeah, it was a very quick, yeah, yeah, it was a very quick um, process from the time I quit my job to when we opened. It was just like, it was six months, less than six months. No, yeah. So March to August, so five months. Yeah. I, I guess I was in this place of like, I've already taken some really big risks Mm -hmm. and this feels like the kind of risk that I can invest in for myself and um, have fun with, do it with Seth, you know, and that was sort of the, you know, the origin story. Seth might have different. I love uh, it. And I I will ask, but I, I, when looking at the, you know, you, I'm trying to mirror language and and tone. So when looking at the vibe I get from Mm -hmm. Garden Party, uh, are you, was your background in graphic design? Was it in, in no? So like, no, um, my last, um, position was with a company, um, in the stationary world, they made their own products. And mm-hmm. I worked with a group of women that were really incredible graphic designers mm-hmm. and creatives. And, um, previous to that, I had worked, um, in customer service with book distribution, um, and I also managed, um, an antique shop or two in town, mm-hmm. um, and sold my own furniture. So for a while I had this little side business, um, selling mid-century furniture and vintage goods. This was like way back in the day before that was even a thing on Instagram really. Um, so I, I kind of have the design background that way. Mm-hmm. I also have an art history degree. So I think that lends itself to being able to recognize good design and, and beautiful things. Sure. Um, so I think yeah. Carlton's actually just selling herself short here. <laughs> she has an incredible eye for design no on, on multiple levels and really is in many ways, the secret sauce to this in creating a good brand mm-hmm. and a good interior design. And the thesis for garden party is much as a personal journey. It was also very much problem solution. 
Mm. Right. There is, we saw a problem in the market and what a great opportunity to solve that in, uh, uh, you know, for a market, a, a demographic that we are, we're millennials. Charles mm-hmm. is the millennial woman. So what a perfect person to speak to that. In the year 2014, I cut my hand open trying to do something fancy and open a bottle of beer. That little cut happened three o'clock in the morning. My only option was to go to a hospital in New York City. That quick trip got me four or five stitches. Those five stitches cost me about a thousand dollars each, maybe a little more. I paid off that hospital visit for years and it made me never want to go to a hospital again. And so when we heard about Range Urgent Care in Asheville, who has a very convenient uh, model, one that says, show up anytime, book ahead of time, and you will be seen when we say that we would see you. Uh, they do virtual visits, they do home visits, and they have a pricing model that is consistent, 149 every time you come in. And you can go in for anything that's not proper emergency care, 149 every single visit for x-rays, for stitches for uh, a checkup. You can you can go and not have to mortgage your home to pay off the treatment. How about that? Sounds amazing. Where would you go to learn more about this? You'd go to makingitinashville.com forward slash range. We have links to a number of range subscription options. I subscribe to a single person's uh, subscription plan cost me $30 a month and I love it. It gives me peace of mind. And I know that I will not go bankrupt if I ever cut my hand in the middle of the night trying to open up a bottle of beer. Rangeurgentcare.com or making it in Asheville.com forward slash range to learn more about these plans. Yeah, and and I think that this might be a perfect segue into the in the the two minds of uh, of leadership. So as as this is happening, twenty eighteen, Seth, how are you thinking about the world? How are you saying? You know, that's a cool Pinterest board, but it's different when we need to actually buy product and then have a place to sell it out of and still make enough money to cover rent. I, I don't know if that's how y- your mind works, but in operations versus creative design, it's one thing to make a beautiful Pinterest board. It's another thing to get a bank loan, to put down a deposit, to uh, make your first orders and not blow it. <laughs> and so uh, yeah. uh, how, what were you um, thinking those early days? Well, uh, I was, you know, during that time, I was experiencing a lot of success uh, in 2000. 17, um, I was the first employee for a, a hemp company that experienced a lot of success through Instagram and grew really fast, really quick, which is also challenging in its own right. But I, I guess in some ways I was riding a high where it's like, oh, I've now just, I have, I, I feel like I have the skill set to do this, sure. right? We've created one business. We've, we've made products. We've sold products. We've marketed products. We can do this. And with Tarleton, I, I just, it's just a deep well of faith and trust that she does have this secret sauce. There's an eye for it. There's something special there that you like, um, I think in a lot of times, a lot of very, uh, a lot of variables in business is talent, right? We can go to school, we can learn, we can work hard, but talent is something that really is there. And so in, in the idea of, Hey, we're going to start this business. I had a deep 
faith in myself and my own talent, but also in Tarleton's talent. So, you know, her quitting her job was just like, this is the time there's, this is the time. And I was already in the ecosystem. So it made complete sense. And um, yeah, just trust, faith, uh, right time, right place, right product, right person. A lot of things aligned. I have to agree. I, I remember that day that I quit my job really fondly because such a scary thing and such a moment of like, no, I, I value myself. I value what I bring to this business, you know, and I deserve better. I called Seth like shaking and he's like, hell yeah, you did. That's amazing. Like what's next, you know, and, and having that support from him from the get go really helped fuel a lot of, um, my ability to just dive in completely with this. I love that. Um, and yeah. the, and the CBD market is was really hot and was right. still hot. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and date stamp. Uh, it, were there any major uh, national or state level decisions around CBD in 2017? I don't remember, but I, I started 2018. 2018. 2018. At the end of 2018, there was a, a new farm bill signed in. There was a 2014 farm bill that sort of opened it up to pilot programs mm. in each state to grow hemp. And that was the beginning of the, the, the sort of slow gray to white market of CBD. And then in 2018, it legalized it federally mm. and declassified it in different ways. So it made it easier for um, farmers to access. And, and ultimately that's a good thing for the business, but it also caused a really like, uh, hard green rush. And then yeah. there's a real glut in the market. Ultimately hemp and CBD is a agriculture commodity and everybody wants to start a CBD brand and it's a really flooded market. So there's pros and cons as, as it's, it's yeah. progress is, is maybe two steps forward, one step mm. back, but it's still progress. I, I but 2018, that. the December, 2018 is where it really started popping off. And, and then perhaps just in case someone is, is has been on the fence on CBD, thinks it's, uh, you know, the devil's grass and, uh, and somehow made it 15 plus minutes into this conversation. Uh, maybe what is, is there a line in the sand that differentiates THC from CBD? It's hemp, but what is it? Uh, just in case. Yeah. yeah so, um, in North Carolina, we, uh, it, our industrial hemp is defined as less than 0.3% Delta-9 THC. Delta-9 is the psychoactive cannabinoid that when heated or decarboxylated creates the psychoactive effects. There's also a lot of CBD and CBN. There's a lot of different parts of the plant medicine, mm. but because that's the psychoactive component, that's how the law is written. So it's very specific. And ultimately, everything that's produced, manufactured, sold in this state is less than 0.3%. And that's hard because, you know, 0.4% isn't going to send somebody off the rails. It's, mm-hmm. it's a very arbitrary number. And so there's now even more um, laws being put in place to, to bump that number up to 1%. Oh, wow. or, um, and then ultimately, once cannabis is federally legal, hemp can be um, more treated as a uh, agriculture commodity, CBD as a dietary supplement. And so, wow. and, and there are a lot of uh, science words there, but when, um, 
is the limit decided on state by state that 0.4 moving towards 0.1 is that like a state makes a choice thing it's not like 0.8 blood alcohol or 0.0 um, blood alcohol thing yeah it is actually state by state i'm not you know i'm not a lawyer and i, I mean, yeah. this is a constantly evolving sort of gray area sure. but typically each state even under the federal guidance runs its own pilot program got it so north carolina is different than tennessee is different than virginia sure and there's some nuances to how they test it and how they classify it, how they would deal with hot hemp or something that disqualified it. Um, but overall, that's that's it's uh, it's still a gray area. Yeah. And, and they write these laws um, based on agriculture and 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 that yeah. and versus enforcement because ultimately law. I mean, people aren't out enforcing it like they would say a narcotic sure so it's it's sort of a weird gray area where some people probably it might be higher it might be lower there it's and ultimately that it leaves a lot of gray areas in the business for you know uh yeah for for good, good players and bad and players, bad players. And, and, and i think that makes a lot of sense and what it makes me think about is um in that green rush i like how you uh use that i'm not nor if I'm not sure if i'm familiar but it makes perfect sense in that green rush um there's probably been a rush to put a foothold into this market on the idea that what's the rule today probably won't be the rule five or ten years from now and if we can ride it out um and make it there's going to be a huge opportunity in the years ahead and what that makes me think of is the the commoditized CBD, uh, Johnny's CBD company is probably not going to be able to ride the storm as long as a incredibly well-branded garden party might. And so is that part of the reason why you lean so aggressively into brand? Um, because that's what yeah. my mind immediately says. Commodity is not going to make it long enough, likely it needs to be a brand to get over whatever this uh, gray middle area is. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem that we are trying to solve is, you know, people did see this as a way to make money. And so you rush into it, you can, you know, rent any kind of space, pop up a little CBD shop and go to business, but there wasn't much thought behind what that business is going to look like, what the customer experience is going to mm -hmm. be. Um, so one thing that, you know, has worked for us really well is offering a comfortable place for people to shop in that doesn't look sterile. It doesn't look like a dispensary. Mm -hmm. It looks like you would be coming into our living room, um, you know, and, and that seems to be really working for us in that way. Yeah. Um, and shout out to the YouTube channel where we are looking at your living room and uh, office and they are. <laughs> They are beautiful uh, living rooms and offices. I do think that it's when saying the, the shopping at our store is like coming to our house. It feels right. I feel like that's a fair yeah. statement. Um, yeah. And I, I think that, you know, with there are still those taboos attached to this, especially with us being in the South. Hmm. Um, and so offering a normalizing experience to people, one where, you know, they come in and sometimes we do still get a customer that will come in look around like, so what is this? And you explain it and, you know, either a light bulb goes off and like, oh my God, this is amazing. 
or you can still see them tense up and be like, okay, cool. Bye. You know, and so part of what we're trying to do is offer the opportunity for people to incorporate cannabis into their life Mm. in a way that, you know, is empowering and also does normalize this experience because eventually I do think that at least on a federal level, we'll be seeing, um, you know, legalization efforts more and more. So it's it, like it's gravity. It seems like it's, it's, it's gonna work. It's gotta work. It's, it's just a matter of, uh, when and how. Yeah. And I, I think that you're right. So, um, all right. So that was our little science slash, uh, history of, uh, cannabis in North Carolina and U S. So it's 2018. You take a mountain biz works foundation course, and then you call a realtor. You buy a domain. What, what what are these early days, early moments looking like, feeling like? Early days, I will say, um, you know, I want to say you might have to fact check me, but I think that we were the first CBD adjacent business that came to Mountain BizWorks to say, we have this happening. Um, we'd love to receive some funding to get off the ground. So really one of the first things we set out to do is really explain why we were doing CBD. Cause it was still kind of like in, in also in the banking world, sure. um, CBD is especially a gray area. And, um, there is a, there's a lot of education with mountain yeah. works and the lenders about our thesis and why our thesis had, had traction. Yeah. I yeah. can, I can honestly only imagine the level of education and communication around anything that could even seem like a vice product that is uh, mm-hmm. niche or not, uh, main street, uh, in terms of who the, who the customer is. And so, um, being an early actor in that space seems like a a good thing, but also seems like you probably had to do a lot of battling to communicate what was happening. It hadn't necessarily been validated. They hadn't had three wins, um, in this space or a hundred, uh, like they might've with a pizzeria. Yeah, a little bit. And, and in terms of the space, um, my friend Leanne um, has been in the dry goods building. It's the, they call it the Meadows building. It's on Haywood road. Um, but she operated in that space for about nine years as the dry goods shop um, and was looking for someone to move into the front space and rent sub lease from her. Essentially um, she has a full-time job and children and was finding that she didn't have a lot of extra time to be running things there. So um Leanne and I have worked together on and off for a a long time and it felt like it was the perfect sort of, um, testing ground for this idea we had. Um, it was a little tricky even there though, because it's a shared space. We shared it with four other studio mates. There was even a little bit of, you know, um, explaining what we were going to do in that way to them. You know, one of our studio mates was like, so are you going to have bongs in here? You know, and so it's a matter of explaining, yeah. yes, we are, <laughs> but they're going to be really beautiful. They're not going to be cheap um, looking They're, you know, so there is like, yeah, there are their own little hurdles here and there with that. And it's interesting because I feel like that worked in tandem with my own experience of using cannabis. Um, mm. I'm pretty private in a lot of ways and growing up like. I remember sending my mom our business plan actually. And she's like, Oh, this is great. But what are these pipes? What what are, what do you mean pipes? What are you doing with these pipes? <laughs> like uh, iron? <laughs> like yeah. for plumbing? Yeah. I'm like, well, I guess we should talk. So it's, it was interesting <laughs> to have like 
my personal experience and, and going through the normalization process myself, which is still ongoing. Mm. Um, and then have that coincide with, you know, trying to really um, explain to people that this is not going to be what happens when you walk into, you know, a standard head shop where there's just tons of tchotchkes, mm. lots of, you know, cheap little things that, you know, just, Matchbook. We have to explain ourselves yeah. a lot and we have to yeah, educate yeah. a lot because it's because it's a nuanced and <clears throat> even in our branding yeah. and even in our, our the, the name of our company, it's a bit subversive, mm-hmm. right? People are like, oh, do you sell plants? And we're like, yeah, like, you know, those kind, different kinds of plants, right? So, you know, they're all they're all along, even in getting into the dry goods shop, there was these nuances of educating mm. and sort of advocating for ourselves, explaining our thesis. And um, yeah, we I mean, from the time you got the Mountain BizWorks, took the class and got funded, it was it all sort of happened that summer. And then we opened, um, did the build out. Um, that was exciting and stressful. And then opened August 30th. Mm-hmm. Those are so really you took the Mountain Bizworks class in maybe like May? Uh, yeah, I think of it. It actually ended in May. And then we went through the process of funding with them. Another part of that that was pretty tricky was justifying the ask that we had in our original loan. Um, mm. Because design was really important to the structure of how we wanted things to go. We um, ended up working with Carrie and Rob um, of Shelter Collective. They are husband and wife team. Rob is an architect. Carrie is a designer. And I had met them. They actually moved to Asheville the same year that I did. Um, And we had known each other on a friendship level. And I knew that I wanted to involve them somehow in this process. Um, I'm really inspired by California and the design you're seeing out of there. And Carrie, I think Rob, too, spent some time out there. And so that um, kind of dictates their aesthetic a little Mm -hmm. bit and so um you know we had to really justify that that ask and say like we get that this looks like a lot of money to start with and actually it's not but (laughs) but we had to really do a lot into the retail space really early yeah that they were sort of suspect of that at first do you mind sharing like an approximate what what loan value you you asked 50,000 50,000 I mean that doesn't seem crazy to build out a space build out a website build out a brand and and yeah. and start that seems but I it's mean, you know it's the tricky part mm. of this the original space itself was sort of like an l shape it was very mm. small so there was that and then you know really having to explain um the nuances of cbd to people you know so luckily we had our lender at mountain bizworks um was just an incredible advocate for us um i don't think he's there anymore i think he's since opened his own business which is pretty awesome um but ryan our guy ryan um really saw our vision and was such a huge advocate for what you're trying to do it's amazing um yeah and, and and then shelter collective has come up uh if mm-hmm. not on the podcast in conversation a number of times. And so they, they helped you with the actual build out and design of the physical mm-hmm. space. Yeah, they did. We went with another Pinterest board, um, <laughs> you know, right. had a, a certain um, mood and vibe we were trying to go for. And Carrie and Rob just really understood mm-hmm. 
what we were after right away. And then one of the key aspects to that original space is that um, eventually it will no longer be there. Um, it's going to be torn down as part of the I-26 expansion project that's happening. So at the top of our minds when we were doing the original build out was that the materials we were using then would need to be repurposed for mm. our future forever home. Um, and they did a really great job of helping us envision what that would look like. And then in this new iteration of the shop, uh, we were able to use almost all of the materials from that shop in our new space. And Carrie and Rob were also part of um, making the the new space happen as well. Beautiful. And um, yeah. early days, were you in the percentage of you know where your mind was thinking about the business? Were you thinking... 50-50 retail online and in person? Were you thinking 80-20? How were you thinking about e-commerce back then? Yeah, I think we assumed that the website was just going to take right off, you know, and <laughs> um, I knew that we had an incredible retail experience, but it was a matter of how do we get the, um, the in-person experience to translate onto the website. And so then when Seth it's came to us, Yeah, yeah. that's, that's one when, of the hardest things that anyone's ever tried to solve for. Yeah, totally. Um, I thought it would be much easier. Um, but then when Seth came on board with us full time, um, he was really able to help me dial in focusing on the website differently. Mm. Um, because a lot of my day to day, I was the one in the shop every day for a while that takes up a lot of time and focus. So by the time it's, you know, you're thinking of the website and getting photos for that. It's like, who has, I was one person doing it. Sure. So it was pretty tricky but then yes yeah, that's you know was able to um really help dial that in for us and, and i was also realizing that you know we're with one person i was still working full-time in my other position in the cbd industry so that was benefiting us also in bootstrapping this business having that extra income was really important to us mm -hmm. so you know you you can't be good at everything all at once right and charlton did a phenomenal job managing the store and getting us launched, but it was really, you know, in January of 2020 that when I came on, I left that position, came on full-time to garden party, um, and then really tried to focus on the website. And then guess what? COVID happened. Yeah. So, so, so before, um, before COVID hits, when you were thinking about this transition, um, you know, I look at the website today, I look at Instagram today, I see beautiful, everything is beautiful. It's all beautiful. Um, 2019, before you really maybe leaned into updating the website, was the look and feel of Instagram strong, but the website lagged. Um, what and, yeah. and Seth, like uh, Tarleton also, but uh, Seth, is your are you thinking about things as like a a, a marketer? Like, were, were are you like a growth hacker, business grower? Um, is no, that your mind? I'm a bit when of you a polymath, so. Okay. I'm more of an operator, you know, and, and I know what I don't know, but I do know a lot. And so, um, I sort of take that and apply it to, you know, and I'm, and I'm willing to learn and be wrong. Yeah. The website was, was really just, we weren't really doing any sales through there. It was just a website at that point. It had the, the commerce capabilities, yeah. but we weren't, we didn't really have good images. We weren't updating it. You know, e-commerce is his own beast, right. And retail as well. So when, when it wasn't until, you know, that January of 2020 that we really focused on, okay, let's get some really sharp imagery. 
Let's figure out some calls to action. Let's get some good themes on there. And then COVID is what just forced it. We were like, okay, well, this is our business. And so we knew that we had products that we could offer through delivery Mm -hmm. that people would still want. And people were very invested in um, supporting local when that happened. Mm -hmm. So because we were a small business and because our retail storage shut down, we focused all of our time on the website. Okay. Now, like you, you know, COVID time was photo studio set up, like backdrops taped to the wall, lights, like just figuring it out, getting a little bit better each day until it came to be, you know, a really a decent web experience. And I think there's still a lot of opportunity to, to grow from there. For sure. With, um, with the website, was it already on Shopify? It was, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Love Shopify. Yeah, Shopify is a, a great fit for, for e-commerce. If you want to go from zero to 60 and have most of it figured out, you want to be on Shopify. Uh, and so uh, that's good to know that you were already on Shopify then for this business. Uh, I look at some of these photos like your sh- category of hemp wellness and home and gift. Uh, those photos are so bold and bright and beautiful is that happening in your own studio? You're taking them yourselves? Those were taken by a photographer, uh, Jason James, um, here in town. But so that's also part of it as we've scaled up, you know, we know what we don't know. In order to get that sort of imagery, yeah. we want to hire professionals. And 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 that's you know, we've also figured out like our margins and our thesis and know that in order for us to do what we want to do in the way we want to do it, imagery and and really you know conveying the vibe right we're trying to translate this beautiful in-person retail experience Mm -hmm. to an online experience and how difficult that is so really good photos are going to help yeah and and jason james uh did Mm -hmm. success (laughs) high five to jason beautiful beautiful photos and so pandemic hits you're like all right well people aren't walking in anymore uh what projects did you did you build for the website like uh i'm i'm always thinking about uh website optimization and e-com is probably the most complicated forms of optimization because it's not like you just need someone to opt into an email list you need to show the picture you need to describe the product you need to make people have some sort of a reaction to it uh, and then you need to figure out how to get them to come back and buy it again uh, and so simplifying checkout, what, what, what was order of operations, pandemic hits? You're like, we got to keep the lights on. How did you try and mm-hmm. prioritize? I mean, I think that we mm-hmm. um, immediately pivoted to the delivery option. And so that in and of itself, people have to go to the website in order to purchase from us. So um, then that meant getting all of our inventory online, essentially, um, where we had a selection of things previously, Mm -hmm. we had to really flesh out and show our full inventory and what we carry. Um, so then, you know, getting better photos was really important. Um, writing better descriptions. Um, Seth is more on the, this end of things. I, I know what SEO is, but it feels (laughs) like this, (laughs) this foreign thing to me at times. Um, so he probably has more to contribute in terms of like the actual build out of the website. But ultimately, you know, we were really working with um, a blank page in a lot of ways. Sure. 
to solve yeah, for Yeah, and, and I think there's a little bit of like yeah. kismet behind the timing of us forcing, closing our store, forcing to go online. There, there was also a time of high anxiety. Mm. So people were looking for CBD. They, they're at home. They want a new pipe. They're, you know, a lot of people were adjusting to this new reality that we all were. And it was, is in some ways sort of traumatizing. Um, so we were lucky in that we had products that helped people during that time. Yeah. So it's, there was a little magic there, right time, right place, right product. Sure. Um, and then technically, you know, it was about like finding a better theme, um, you know, making different calls to action. I've learned a lot in, you know, just the past year about e-commerce. And I thought I already knew a lot. Mm. I had already been working with Shopify. So I knew a lot of the like, fulfillment and backend and apps and plugins mm -hmm. side, side of it. But now my focus is more like, okay, what are these calls to action conversion, right? Like SEO, like really we aren't able because we're a CBD business. Yeah. We can't do a lot of traditional advertising That's like uh, mm -hmm. Facebook ads, Google ads, Instagram. So we're That's locked a, out. None of that at all. Got none it. of that at all. There are some ways to hack it. And there's some ways around it. You'll see like ads on Instagram. People will make like fake URLs that like backlink. Yeah, crazy. We don't, we're not going to put a lot of paid advertising into something you just don't know. So the beauty of it is it's always forced us to be really intimate in communicating our message and what we do. So even during this COVID time and as we're getting the website more functional, we're able to to convey what, what we're doing the whole mm -hmm. time, because it's, it's us. We're, we're not, you know, there's no agency running the Instagram. There's no agent. There's no uh, subcontractors delivering the thing. It's us. Yeah. That's a, you know, part of, part of the garden party appeal is that it's, it's us. There yeah. is personal branding to it that I think actually made people does make people connect with it more because it's personal. I, I think that that is uh, a great point. When you, when you talk, when you think about communicating who you are to your brand, is there a channel that feels most right? Or uh, a term I've used is like your first language. Is it Instagram? Is it an email newsletter? How do you feel like you communicate best? I mean, it's definitely Instagram. Um, and as much as um, our business relies on Instagram, um, we do also invest in other platforms, especially knowing like, you know, uh, our, our biggest platform has to be our website. Ultimately, you know, we can't be relying on things like Instagram to keep us afloat. Mm -hmm. So, um, we do utilize a newsletter system. I, I like to joke that it's the longest newsletter ever. Cause I think that other people, other marketers would be like, keep it short, but I, I go all in. Um, we have a monthly newsletter, um, people we, reply to it. It works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would disagree with keep it short. I think, Okay, uh, good. <laughs> yeah, I think that you're doing great. I would even say keep it long and, and increase the velocity. So more than once a month uh, yeah. in an ideal world. Yeah. We're like we're like trying to trying to stick with once a week right now. Heard. Yeah, yeah. I, that's a strong strong once a week. Strong once but a yeah. week. Have it have it have a reason to be opened. Um mm -hmm. that's a that's great. If you can do that, that's a ton of content. That's a ton of work. But it that is the channel, right? No one can take that from you. Facebook can't change an algorithm and yeah. mess up your emails. Yeah. So. And so, yeah, Facebook or Instagram is definitely where we communicate, but we, 
have even seen in the in that evolution of business in the past two and a half years, how that's commodified and manipulated and the algorithm. And it's really designed to sell ads. That's mm. the platform. So, you know, Facebook is using content that we put out to, to suppress us. It's like, it's a love hate relationship. So we're, you know, email, we, we've just started doing SMS marketing. Oh, cool. We now have a texting funnel. Yeah. So we're excited about that. Um, TikTok, we're on TikTok, we're TikToking. Um, you know, yeah, LinkedIn's in there somewhere. Sure. Um, with, with the there'll, text. There'll, be, there'll be some YouTubes somewhere, right? Like, it's hard to do it all on a limited budget and it time. Is. And with limited people. Okay. So, uh, text, I, I hadn't, I didn't see it on the website. Text is from your, your bio, uh, LinkedIn bio on, on Instagram. Yep. Cool. How is, so text messaging is it, is a, communications medium that I don't believe we talked about yet on the podcast. I do think that it is probably, you know, they say, uh, leave it to marketers to ruin everything that's good. <laughs> and so, yeah. uh, you know, with an email list and a, and a strong brand and a great relationship, like, I don't know what East forks open rates are, but I'm sure they're high. And, but that might be 30%, right? 34% mm -hmm. would yeah. be like incredible as a brand, uh, but text messaging is like 98% open, right? Or like a hundred. Yeah. You're, you're always going to click on that message, even if it's just to like get, get rid out. of the notification, get rid of the notification. There's like, I know some people that leave a messy text message inbox, but not a lot. Almost everyone has a messy email inbox. And so I do think that the yeah, future exactly. of communication, especially in hyper local, um, and you know, a small town, instance is via sms how did you get started what are you trying to do via sms in, in your business do you want me to answer charles go for it go for it this is you. <laughs> i was a big advocate for sms texting so <laughs> um i uh i mean obviously it's it's about like owning your audience and having being able to control that messaging directly mm -hmm. um and you know i had also subscribed to uh, as texting became popular and the platforms came out there was people that you know text me right so i would yeah. sign up for that text and get in the funnels and experience that yeah and so knowing how i communicate and how effective it is for the open in the in the attention um so we're still early i think okay. i think we we've sent one text out oh, cool. we just launched we just launched the texting what like two weeks ago yeah two weeks and ago, even though and the platform um, we're using is really new as well. Um, I was going to ask. I, I think that they probably discovered us through. So we use this platform for some of our buying called Bulletin. Okay. And one of the former employers, employees at Bulletin started this platform called Norby. Um, and they hit us up and Seth took, um, what was it, like a quick virtual Zoom um, meeting? Yeah, yeah. It's sort of a. A bio and Tony, I'd be happy to talk more about it. I think it's really, I think it's better than LinkedIn bio by later. Norby. I think it's so better it, than Linktree. It's interesting because I was, I was, I clicked on your link and I'm like, okay, I've never seen Norby.live. This is interesting. What is Norby.live? It's like and a so, whole landing page. It, it you've got is. The SMS, you've got yeah. the email signups, you've got, you can, it's just creating landing pages and different drops. It's, it's very savvy. It's more versatile. It's not perfect, you know, but I actually think it's, 
better to go from there to the Norby landing page than there to Lincoln bio or there to Linktree. So I'll, I'll, you know, we're still learning, but it's great. Perfect. Yeah. I, I like it. There's some full size, high resolution images on this. So shout out to Norby. I, I don't imagine that they're in uh, North Carolina based business. Are <laughs> shout they? out Norby. Give me that referral. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, tell them, <laughs> tell them where you heard them. Uh, <laughs> garden party, get some referral links, but this is, um, it, it's beautiful. And I, I'm, I am pro anything that an empowers high touch relationships with customers. I believe in brand. I believe in uh, investing in things that support treating your customers like you care about them. So this is this all makes sense. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's definitely interesting to see. Like it's still new for us, but it feels like a new level of intimacy. Mm. And it'll also be interesting for us to use it. Um, for marketing, because, you know, with Instagram, we have to be really careful with the words we use, even in our store, we have to be careful with the words we use. So, you know, I envision being able one night to be like, hey, all you people signed up, I'm feeling a little high right now. How about you? And like, talk about the and like, send a a cool video um, that's visually stimulating. And like, I don't know if you are, but I am right now, yeah. you know. And, and also just meeting people where they're at. Yeah. I think yeah. that's like a really important thing is that's worked for us is we're not, you know, we're meeting people where they're at personally and they're, they're meeting us. We're just real people. And, you know, we're all, we're all trying to practice self-care and have a good time and do the right thing. And like, you know, get yeah. through it. And cannabis is something that even if, you don't talk about most everybody has some relationship with it Absolutely. even if it's estranged everybody has a relationship with it yeah and and i i think that one of the things that we sort of missed um or didn't dive into specifically was just how how uh oh so this was something i oh say this they say it's better to sell uh painkillers than it is to sell vitamins right like if you could if as a business, if you're in the painkiller business, it's a better place because it's hard to say, hey, this is for preventative, but it's kind of better to say, hey, are you feeling this? Then here's your solution. And so what a year to have in 2020 where like stress is at an all time high uncertainty, all time high. Um, and to be able to show up as a part of a, a community to be humanizing and normalizing uh, to ha- have products that shouldn't induce any form of shame. Like how great is that? Like what a, what a service that you're actually providing. I, I, I love it. What uh, 2021, I have to imagine will continue in that thing. What uh, to transition from past and present, what are, what are some of the things that you are thinking about for 2021? Oh, 2021. <laughs> well, we're, we're there now. We're, we're here. Now, yeah, right? it, Almost <laughs> like we're days away from Q2, which is, I, know. I, I think about what the world time? 13 weeks at a time. This is wild to me, whereas it's the most like spring-like, it might be 70 degrees out as we're recording this episode. What are we thinking about for the rest of this year? Um, I mean, we're thinking about a lot right now. Um, we are um, in this phase of growth. Um and we're looking for a strategic investor in the mm. business. And um, that means that Seth and I are, are doing a lot of like 
uh, overhead view of the business right now, rather than being in it and doing the day-to-day management of it. We're also- We still have to do that too. We still have to do that too, but now we're also like, okay, we've got this model, it's working. You know, 2020 was sort of um, getting Garden Party 2.0 up and Mm. running, did that. Mm -hmm. So now what is 3.0? And in order to execute on some of the things we'd like to do, we will need some more capital. Cash flow is always something that's really tricky for a retail business. Um, so for us, that does mean, I think we already mentioned it, but more products that are made in-house. Um, we also, um, I, I will say we've started, I, we, our equity initiatives began from the beginning in 2018, but in 2020, you know, obviously we saw a lot of, um, impact happening in terms of the cannabis community and how it talks about using weed and who gets to use it and who doesn't, who goes to jail for it, who doesn't. Um, And so we, in 2020, doubled down on our efforts to be the kind of cannabis and cannabis adjacent business that has these conversations about the fact that, you know, Black and Latina folks are the number of incarcerations is just much higher than it is for a white person. And so acknowledging our privilege, how do we use that privilege to operate this business responsibly? So that's another part of 2021 that we're looking into as well is how do we continue our equity initiatives? Um, That means, you know, two, wanting to be able to pay someone a living wage if we can't pay ourselves a living wage eventually, you know, um, but, but also being able to continue having these conversations in our community as well. well. And, um, you know, go ahead. (laughs) I was going to say, and really for us, we're, we're, I'm, I'm personally very excited about a post COVID world. There's a lot of wound up energy and a lot of things that are going to happen that we sort of forgot about. We've had our neural pathways groove for the past year to be distant and not close. And the second half of 2021, I think is going to be pretty wild and pretty exciting. So we're gearing up for in-person events, brand activations. Um, We um, have the loft above our store as well, which is a beautiful space that is going to open up a lot of options for Content creation, small parties, dinner parties, mm. um, workshops, service-based things, our office. Yeah, um, and events were really crucial in our first year of business. We did a, a lot, lot of people connected pop-ups. with the brand. Yeah, we did a lot of pop-ups, but we did like really fun things too. Yeah. Like we, our, our friends Rich and Jen make the best wood-fired pizza, so they put CBD in the dough and in the sauce and. Um, we had a pizza party. So things like that, that we can expand on in 2021 are what we're really looking forward to. You might have heard Range Urgent Care on our podcast. Husband and wife team lives right here in Asheville, building a better urgent care model. What are they doing? They're making scheduling seamless and straightforward and honest when they say they'll see you at 4 p.m you'll be seen at 4 p.m. They make pricing straightforward as well. $149 a visit or less if you subscribe to an annual subscription, which I do. It costs me $30 a month, and I love the peace of mind. But not just that. You don't just get to go in person. You can do virtual visits uh, over your computer or over your phone, and they'll even come to you. They'll do home visits. And to me, I mean, it seems like a absolute no-brainer. You can bring 
They have family plans. They have business plans. To me, it's a peace of mind thing. It, it makes me feel confident and comfortable knowing that I can see range uh, in my subscription a number of times a year, and it's built into my, my plan. I will not be surprised by a crazy cost, and it is covered by most major insurance policies. So if you haven't heard of Range Urgent Care, I welcome you to check out that episode with the power couple that runs it. You can check out makingitinashville.com forward slash range, makingitinashville.com forward slash range to read more about these subscription options and get links to the range website using our link or using our discount code of making it in Asheville. We'll get you a free month in an annual subscription. Again, range urgent care, you can say that we sent you or visit makingitinashville.com forward slash range. Same. Wow. Yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think that you're right. There's almost certainly going to be some sort of roaring 20s that happens in the back mm-hmm. end of this year into next year. Um, I mean, and that's something that we, you know, as serious as we are talking about this, there is the experience of using cannabis that's fun, that Mm -hmm. is enjoyable, that is relaxing and like leaning into that and, you know, um, being able to offer things. We, one thing specifically that we have going on is, um, a virtual yoga event with an influencer coming for our third birthday in August. Um, uh, so being able to incorporate CBD into your yoga practice, things like that, that are, you know, really exciting for us. And then of course there's 420 that's coming up <laughs> quickly. But, yeah. Wow, that's a yeah. Big deal. <laughs> that is a big deal. Um, that might even be this week as we post the episode. <laughs> I don't know, who knows what the future looks like? You're listening out there. Yeah. You're, you may be listening on 420. Uh, and so I, I love that with, here's a, perhaps a, uh, a, a more of a softball, less future based. Um, but let's just say that, I'm not a CBD user. I don't necessarily smoke anything. Uh, how might I, what, what would be a 101, yeah, for, uh, forgive the pun here, but gateway <laughs> drug of choice to get into this world? Like how, where would I, would it be a roll-on? Would it be some sort of bubble gum? How, how would I get started? I think, I think um, you know, you know, a lot of what we do is, is about education because mm-hmm. a lot of people have questions, right? Like you're saying, where do I start? There's a lot of that. I'm curious, but where do I start? And I'm, you know, so we specifically offer a really like nurturing environment are willing to educate people and talk about it. And one of the best places to start is what are you using it for? Mm. Are you using it for relaxation or using it for anxiety, inflammation, sleep? an injury, you know, all of those things. Cause or just like, determines. are you curious, you know, yeah. are you curious what this yeah. is like? It really does depend. And we like to ask that of people who are asking What's the point? us. Like, yeah. why are you using it? That's what, a great qualifying you... question. Sales guy yeah. goes, great qualifier. Yeah. Like why, why are we on this call today? Yeah. You know? But you know, we get a lot of people that will walk in and just be like, oh, I've never tried it. I'd love to do that. So I would point them in the direction of an edible, mm. something that's quick to consume, um, not necessarily one of the strongest products in terms of, you know, your body's going to metabolize that differently than if you're taking a tincture or smoking a pre-roll. So it's a really a nice intro level. One. 
yeah, we carry a, a beverage, a sparkling water with CBD in it. Um, it's a brand called Recess. That's a really great. great yeah, we have gummies, chocolates. So, you know, if you're just curious and, yeah. and very new to it, that's a really accessible way to begin. Because a lot of, of people still have like the stigma attached to it, and a lot of people don't want to smoke it. Yeah, you know. I, I, yeah, you look at it. You you frame it more as a super superfood or adaptogen. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, adaptogen is another uh, hot word. I'm very into and superfood <laughs> more common, but um, yeah, like I've I've I, I always have felt bad uh, attempting to even smoke anybody's anything because I'm like I don't actually know how to smoke. Like it goes in my mouth. And like a couple times I've gotten it into my lungs and I, I know that I breathe all the time every day, but like when it's, when the pressure's on, I don't know how to breathe. And so, uh, edible might be the route that I would, um, I would take, is it like time activated in, in, in a way that you kind of hear about like 30 minutes and then all of a sudden you start to feel tingly or something? Yeah, but, but it's not, it's not, not there's no psychoactive effects. So I think that's important to frame. So if you're feeling tingly after 30 minutes, you probably took something out. <laughs> yeah. You didn't get it from Garden Park. Read the label. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's much more subtle. Okay. You know, it's, it's, it's more along the lines of having a cup of coffee hmm. and feeling that caffeine or having a cup of chamomile tea and feeling calm or using essential oils, peppermint, and lavender. It's a, it's a subtle feeling um, when consumed that way. And typically, most CBD products are that. And it's also really particular person to person. It's very much a trial by error to Mm -hmm. find the product that's going to be best for you ultimately. And that's sort of how we talk about it in the stores. Like I can tell you what I use and what I use it for. And that works for me, but ultimately you will need to find the thing that works best for you, you know? And we like to be really transparent about that and say like, this works for me, but it, it may not work for you. We all have different bodies, literally, mm-hmm. that respond and, to it differently. And part of that is, too, we need to make sure we're not making any medical claims because we're not medical yeah. professionals. We may be experts in cannabis and Internet research and <laughs> products, mm-hmm. but we are not experts. We are not medical professionals. These Most of these products, CBD, is not evaluated by the FDA. We vet our products thoroughly. And they're all lab tested, but yet, you know, you don't, it, it, it's important to, to frame it. So even in, in, you know, somebody says, I anxiety, what's good for anxiety? We wouldn't say this is good for anxiety because legally we can't make that claim. We would say for me, yeah. I use this product or for other customers who struggle with anxiety, I would recommend X or Y. Love so it's love the semantics. It, I think that that is very yeah. important to call out and great to know. And uh, and this yeah, podcast does not attempt this, this podcast does not attempt to make any uh, yeah. you know, uh, health We're claims. Well. Or business coaches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I love it. Is um, love it. So this has come up now a number of times throughout the conversation. But we'll we'll I'm asking now formally. Uh, oh always a part of our episode word association i'm going to start uh with tarleton venn diagram two words we're talking about the middle area Asheville, and then the word community what shows up in that middle for you what do you think about oh that's so hard <laughs> go to seth <laughs> okay same so, question yeah Asheville community what what, what shows up you 
because community community is a verb mm. it's not a noun community mm. is a feeling community is something that can't honestly be measured in many ways you know through through what we would you know it's it's subjective in a lot of ways there's people who feel a close sense of community here in Asheville and there's people who feel really a lack thereof so I think ultimately it comes down to the individual participants in this experiment called community. And, uh, you know, it's on us. It's, it's on each of us to create that. I cannot follow that. <laughs> that's a hard one. That's a, that's a, perhaps one of the more unique, uh, takes on this. And I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I do in the words of, um, John Mayer, love is a verb. Uh, so is, uh, so is community. I, I'm with that. Um, but it's so I I ask and I'll I'll lead and perhaps you can dust this up or lean into it. But um, you've mentioned now it you know the web designers the the build out on the space the people at Mountain Bizworks. So it, it, community is seems like something that you are verbing as well. Like you're showing up and you're asking for support or getting support in some ways from this yeah. community. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I when I think of those two words, Asheville and community, I do think of garden party. Um, I didn't know if that would sound like too. <laughs> no, that works. You know, because I, a lot of of how garden party began was super community based. You know, the, even down to our original build out, we had friends show up to help us put paint on the walls. You know, we had Leanne who was willing to let us share this space with her. You know, and so. Um, community is a really important thing to me. And I, I don't know, I think maybe because I had my own personal like adventure with Asheville the first, you know, nine, 10 years. And I built a community that way that kind of shifted and changed when my life changed. Mm -hmm. Um, I still feel like I'm in the process of building back a community in a lot of ways and being able to do that through my business and being able to do that responsibly and being able to talk about, you know, for us, you know, black lives matter. That is really important to us, um, as we operate in this space in particular. Um, and so showing up and having those conversations, um, amplifying others' voices that I feel are not heard in our community is really mm -hmm. important to me. Um, you know, Jody Roden, who was my teacher at um, Mountain Bizworks for the foundation class, Jody used to own Short Street Cakes. Um, but she said to me that your business can be your platform. And that has always been at the top of my mind. Um, I've always cared a lot about politics and engaging and being active and knowing that ultimately, you know, reposting or liking something is a way to engage. But ultimately, I wanted to do something that would spark change and, and create something in the community. And I'm able to do that with Garden Party. And I think that's what's really exciting about it for me. So. Great that was beautiful. Yeah. It, it, it was you did it. Success. Yes. I think uh, that that's really special. I think that you're pointing towards something that is. At the end of the day, that's what I see when I look around. Is uh, is it is a city or a town that is treated like a city that is doing more often than not. Uh, it's best to to yeah. to grow and let everyone grow with it and uh, be a part of it. And I don't 
I don't know. I I am hardwired to see glasses half full, but uh, mm-hmm. I think when we look around and and get to interview folks like you, um, how can you not feel hopeful yeah. and aspirational about well, like the future? You know, I think one thing too that we're coming out of with COVID is just this tremendous gratitude for the community here in Asheville because. When we closed our doors in March, you know, that was terrifying, terrifying. Seth had just come full time and there's this vehicle garden party that's supposed to provide for both of us, Mm. but we have to close it. So, you know, just all the things that come with that, just tons of fear, anxiety. But the minute we got our first delivery order and those delivery orders kept coming, it was just like whoa, this feeling of like, okay, not only like this silly part is like, oh, you really do like us, but also not only do you like us, you see the work that we're trying to do and you want to support those efforts. And that was really huge for me. Um, you know, we have certain customers in the beginning of COVID that would repeatedly place orders sometimes twice a week. And I still, I know their names. I am going to have a seafood tower delivered to them when I can afford to, because it's just like, or, or something fancy yeah. will happen for them because they really like gave us the fuel that we needed to keep going and pivot in a different direction. And cause we could have easily given up in a lot of ways and just been like, all right, on to the next, but. Mm. Or know, just failed. I mean, yeah. ultimately yeah. our business is, is predicated on sales, right? We yeah. sell products. So, yeah. you know, having that support from the community and people prioritizing their limited resources mm. to shop with us is very meaningful for us. It's not just an exchange of, goods and services that really, especially during that COVID time. And now that we're back open, we feel it growing and we feel it developing and the community is, is getting wider and deeper and, and engaging more. And um, it's exciting. It's exciting to, to, to like sort of track with people through their own lives, right. Mm. From when they saw us and be like, Oh, I remember when you guys were down there. I was Mm. like, I remember when you bought that thing. How are you liking it? Oh, it's, great or I broke it I need to come get another one or I need you know yeah it yeah the the connections we're making with our customers are just the most meaningful part of this for me um we had a, a woman come in earlier this week she's in her 50s has never smoked before um but wanted me to give her the rundown she was super like anxious about asking like all the questions. But at the same time, I loved that experience because I was able to, you know, I too, at some point in my life, didn't know how to use a pipe. And I wish I had someone teach me and show me how to do it in a way that was non-judgmental and not like laughing at you, (laughs) you know? Um, And she sent us an email later in the week, just saying how much she enjoyed that. And I just love sharing those kinds of experiences with people because ultimately you know one thing I'm not sure if we've touched on is that cannabis has been really crucial for me in my process as an adult woman in navigating so many different things divorce you know owning a business even like I use cannabis daily for that you know (laughs) there's a lot of stresses that um, happen as we're in the process of adulting and so with cannabis, I find a lot of healing. And mm-hmm. if I can share that with people, then that feels really good to me. I, I hear that. I, it would be hard to, uh, I support 
people who with a full heart and clear eyes uh, <laughs> it's Friday night lights and on you guys but with a full heart and clear <laughs> eyes can say like this thing has helped me and there are bad versions of that left mm-hmm. right and center but with a clear heart and full eyes if you can say this thing has helped me and I want to champion it and I want to help others oh man I have a hard time saying that that shouldn't happen like and I, I so I want nothing but continued success I want more people to to be uh calm and at peace yeah. and feel safe and uh not and have just to. feel balanced you yeah, know I balanced. think that's what we're all looking for in in so many ways and especially now with COVID you know I think there's a lot of traumas that um we haven't yet processed mm. and things like cannabis will be really crucial in helping us navigate that because you know even to me the fact that we're a year later still comes as a shock in my in my mind you know oh my yeah I, yeah I, I, I think about like this time last year I've I had never had higher levels of stress I was washing groceries like mm-hmm. the, it was so uncertain it was never more uncertain than it was then um and I, I was I, obsessively mulching my yard. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, I don't know if that has anything to do with anything else, but like, did, is that know. just what showed up for you? You just mulched? That's what, yeah. People were baking banana bread. I was mulching. Mulching. Yeah. Sourdough started. Right. It's like the, it's like sourdough. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was a DJ for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was a home chef. Uh, <laughs> then everybody got really fit for a while. Yeah. Home fitness. Yeah. Yeah, mulching, but mulching. The, the passion mulching. Well, well, hey, you know, uh, I think that's beautiful. I, I, <laughs> so many questions about mulching. I, I'd imagine you need a mulcher, but well, that's another conversation with, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> with, uh, with thinking. So I'm just, I'm, I'm excited for you all. I think that the timing and the way that it seems as though serendipity has showed up at multiple steps along this story. Um, is just exciting. I am optimistic about uh, the brand that you built, the the idea of taking more margin in uh, by way of creating products yourself. I, I, I'm interested to hear more about uh, the fundraising journey that you go through at this stage in the game. Yeah. Um, so please, I, I will follow along closely and I look forward to, to hearing more from y'all on what happens next. So, if other people wanted to follow along, I'm on shopgardenparty.com right now, but how else would they participate in, in your story? Um, uh, Instagram, Garden Party, AVL, um, our airport code there. So mm-hmm. Garden Party, AVL on Instagram. Um, we're on Facebook, but, you know, not a lot of engagement there. Um, TikTok is, I think it's shop.gardenparty or something similar cool. to that is our profile name. And then uh, really uh, sign up for our, go to our website, sign up for the email. That's how you're going to get the, the juiciest stuff. You're going to get the hot, hot goss and best deals and, you know, hear from, hear from us. And then, you know, if text is better, you can sign up for text and we won't spam you, but we'll keep it, keep it fun and interesting. And yeah, that's what we do. We're, we're a party. I cannot wait to get texted. <laughs> from y'all and uh and i will be swinging by your brick and mortar now that we are hopefully seeing some light at the end of this this tunnel yeah 315 haywood road um yeah we're across from ambrose or yeah ambrose that's anyone it's not that we got to come up with a different name we got to say 
We're we're down yeah. the street from Owl. It's for sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. We're next to Playdate Goods. Next to Playdate. <laughs> yeah, we gotta cut, edit this out, but we, we can't <laughs> reference other businesses to our business. It's got to be, you know, we're East in West East Asheville. West Asheville near Beecham's Curve. <laughs> yeah, you are the curve of Beecham's. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I. I what a great conversation. Thank you both for making time today. Yeah. Thank yeah, Tony, you. thanks so much. Really appreciate um uh being a part of this and uh you know, I've listened to a lot of episodes. I listened to mm-hmm. the very first. Don't tease and uh yeah, so <laughs> that was um, a bad I know, I've the seen, audio I've, on that. We've been witness to your journey as well in growing your business and this is a platform. So feel feel uh grateful and lucky to be a part of it and and thanks for helping amplify what we do. Really appreciate it. Oh, and also, I think that we have a special um, little discount code. I don't know how you want to integrate this in or not, but since and if this is still coming out at 420. Yep. Um, yep. It's making it, making it 15. Making it 15. All caps, making it 15. Discount code, one time per customer. We'll get it up there when this podcast launches. Come through. I love it. <laughs> So uh, thank you for making it to the cheap seats of this episode. You just got your discount code. We're going to hide it other places, either on the <laughs> yeah. show notes page in our email list. Uh, so if you Perfect. if you made it this far, you earned it. Uh, get some text messages and go get some CBD at our, our neighborhood spot. And let's party in the garden. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Cool. So you. we Take did care. it. We, we did it. That was a podcast. Success. Awesome. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. How do you Wait. feel? <laughs> Good. Good. That was uh you, what a so I am I'm impressed. I, I feel a lot of feelings and feel that one of one of the big ones is impressed. I think that the brand um look and feel like if you told me you guys were doing a million dollars in cannabis, I'd be like, Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh if you told me you're doing more, I'd be like, Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, it it just it looks super pro. So if if there were any questions on that look and feel, great success, brand director. Um, I have not purchased anything online. Website looks great. Uh, ops ops guy. I imagine it's you're doing a great job, but the brand <laughs> is super strong. Um, wh- where are you going to start? I should have asked this in the episode, but where are you going to start with uh, house brand stuff? And it will it be garden party? You're going to do a target model where you call it something else? Yeah. So it'll all be branded garden party. I mean, we already have. Uh, hemp flower line. So we'll continue to expand on those. Um, probably that'll probably be pre-rolls as well. So like little hemp joints. Um, and then the two products we'll have coming out this summer are a CBD roll-on. It's mm. an essential oil roll-on similar to what Tarleton described. Mm. It's a functional um, fragrance, which I'm very functional fragrance. <laughs> Don't mind my and, shoulders. Uh, we'll, we'll also have a CBD intimacy lube. Very so. interested in that. So I, I wanted to follow you guys' lead. In, in, word intimacy did not show up in the podcast, uh, but but very interested in, in exploring that part of your website and see what's going on over there. Intimacy, loop, yeah. CBD, uh, heightened sensation, reduced sensation. What are we thinking down there? Um, it's a heightened sensation, huh. first and foremost, but also, you know, getting down to like the the details of it, you know, it, it does help with lubrication. That is the point of it. Um, but for a lot of women who have, um, maybe some traumas, um, Mm. in that area of their body, it helps loosen things up. It helps to just, um, 
it does enhance the experience and relax you. And, you know, a lot of women with endometriosis, for example, use the lube. Um, It makes sex less painful for them. So there's a a lot of different added benefits in there. We're still recording, so this might find a way to stick it in. uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, if there's anything that we didn't get to. Is there anything that we didn't get to? What do you guys think? Um, I mean, I, I, we covered a lot. I, well, we'll do, we'll do a follow-up episode when we get fundraising and arc through that. Yeah. I, I, I look forward to it. Um, no, I'm serious. And, and so am I, yeah. uh, we, it's something that we have been adjacent. Like we've had a couple conversations about fundraising. Uh, a couple people have tried to, you know, raise a couple million dollars. Some people have, you know, 50 grand, hundred, hundred friends and family. But like, um, what we've been working on as making it in Nashville is so th- we're a podcast today. Most people will think about us as a podcast, um, which is right. That's the only real reason you should. Your agency. But so we have been right. So we we started a, a marketing company that's sat behind this. We don't want to build a marketing agency in the in the in that sense anymore. What we're trying to build is making it natural as a media brand now. And so what we're doing or leaning into is video audio obviously this is a podcast but uh video we're thinking at least two different concepts one is a travel show concept the other is um kind of like if you've seen you know yeti might be a good example they do these like mm. mini documentaries yeah branded content very be- you know like very beautiful they do a great job incredible. i mean it's it's honestly that would that'd be a cool project to work on. I know some people have done some work for them oh wow so yeah so it's like very kind of narrative and maybe darker and moodier and it's about a creator and cinematic cinematic exactly and so one's brighter livelier and it's like hey we're on haywood street and we're gonna stop at garden party let's go inside right and we like try some stuff or we make so branded content exactly but it would the, the, the brand is making it in Asheville, and so we're we're facilitating partnerships as opposed to being your marketing team we're gonna try and be video podcast uh, audio project, whatever special projects, um, because we see a space in that. And the goal uh, for us is not necessarily to like have 10 brands in Asheville that we run all of their marketing for anymore. It's um, that's just not where we're headed. Mm-hmm. It's more sustainable that way. You control, you control sort of the deal flow and, you know, Look like and feel, pick, pick and choose your clients. It's yeah. more authentic. And that being said is hit us up send me a deck. Like, what do you, what do you do? I'm, you know, those are services that we're interested in sure. and we are, are part of our expansion and our growth, mm-hmm. podcasting, audio, video, YouTube. We've got a variety show concept that we want to do. It's, Into it. So, you know, I think let's, I was a, a talk show host in a past life. So we're ready to explore that. Let's go. <laughs> Talk yeah. show, talk, so, uh, so, you yeah. know, I, I, I think it's very clever what you're doing and, uh, I like that you're, I think it's really smart. And, um, so, so pitch us, let's, <laughs> let's see how to work together. I, I love it. We will, uh, the, for our first projects are not the travel show yet, but I see you guys as one of the uh, perhaps ideal candidates for like, let's go in this space, learn, Beta maybe roll it. a joint. Yeah. Yeah. Smoke for uh, how do I get it into my lungs? I, I'm like the perfect, I don't know what to do. I'm enthusiastic. I want to <laughs> yeah. learn, but like, I don't know if, what do I do with my hands? Yeah. I mean, gotcha. pre- it could actually be really fun. There's a lot <laughs> yeah. we could do with it. And pre COVID, we had a rolling class that um, 
we taught to, um, like it was a ticketed event and Seth is a master roller. He, you would be in great hands with him. That is so exciting. I, uh, yeah. So we, a million ideas. Well, uh, I will come to y'all first as we, uh, we pitch the initial partners on this, on this travel show concept. That's awesome. Yeah, totally. Think of us. Uh, really appreciate being on here. Thanks, of course. Tommy. And so we'll we'll formalize whatever the uh, so it's fi- making it fifteen. That'll be in mm-hmm. emails. That'll be on social. Yeah. We'll we'll try and get people to consume uh, the episode in some way uh, before they get it, but also just give it away. Also. Uh, cool. Yeah, totally. Days. And that's cool. I don't know how many codes you you guys end up doing on the show or whatever, we, um, we, depending on the customer. But yeah. So we we haven't the- done it in a in a while. Um, in part because when we first got started, what we found was that the people who joined our email list for things that were promotional and giveaway e left our giveaway our email list mm, fast. Right. And we didn't want to necessarily commoditize what we were up to and tr- make it seem like, hey, we're doing, sure, we interviewed totally. them so that we get a uh, commission on whatever the thing is. A pay for play. Yeah. And our initial goal was like community. And now it's, we're trying to make making it in Nashville uh, pay for itself. <laughs> so we are, yeah, yeah, we're sure. very open to sponsorships, very open to affiliate relationships. And, um, and we're, we're at this long enough where I think you could look at our body of work and know that we are about the right things. Um, we're yeah, just trying, sure. we have, you know, three contractors that we pay and we want to make sure that we can pay them more and grow so they can grow with us. Um, you know, the same thing as you guys. Yeah. 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 Love it. Well, I am happy Friday. We got a beautiful day. I know. Uh, I j- enjoy it. And thank you for the time. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Thanks so for much. having us.